evaluation of animal-based proteins across the food sector. One company in Switzerland is looking to lower its carbon footprint by introducing insects as their flagship sustainable superfood product. My name is Jean-Yves Quade. I'm the owner of Entomos. We are selling a food product made with edible insect. In Switzerland, three types of insects are allowed. These are the mealworms, the crickets, and the locusts. The insects, they don't have a strong taste. The advantage is that you can marry them with a lot of different ingredients. Entomos, we are producing snacks, for example, chips or tortillas. We are also producing flour, which can be used for bakery. We are also producing a flexi burger, which is a burger made 50% of mealworms and 50% made of beef. Sounds so tasty, doesn't it? I was just complaining about Beyond Burgers. People don't want Beyond Burgers. Now I'm sitting here thinking in Switzerland there's going to be people that are eating a burger that's half mealy worm and half meat. <laughs> it just it sounds so delicious. I mean, how could you pass it up? My God, so I'll run right out to the store and go buy it. I guess in Switzerland, whether you like it or not, you're going to be forced to eat bugs. Uh, th this literally has nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about today, but uh, <laughs> I just uh, it blows my mind that people are willing to accept that as their fate instead of just saying, no, okay, oh, you're going to start putting all that stuff and you're going to use that to make your chips and whatever you're making over there. Yeah, we're not interested. So you'll be out of business quick and in a hurry. Speaking of somebody else that may, may potentially be out of business quick and in a hurry, uh, these EVs, these luxury EV makers... They're, they're just not doing as well as they would like you to believe that they are doing. Electric maker Lucid, uh, which targets wealthy buyers on a luxury end of the EV market, reported its, reportedly it made $150.9 million after selling 1,404 vehicles. The company said it expects to hit production goals of at least 10,000 vehicles in 2023, according to news released by, on its website. Uh, further down is a copy of the presentation used for its earnings, uh, and it's really not what it seems. So first, what it listed, the cost that, uh, the cost it had for making the money that, that they supposedly claimed they made, they made uh, which was listed at $555.8 million. The company also spent another $431.2 million on research, development, and other costs, while only an additional... Um, the only additional revenue was $71.9 million from other sources. Uh, after crunching the numbers, <clears throat> the company's at a loss of $764.2 million for the first quarter. I don't know how a company can sustain an operation like that or continue to operate like that and not say to themselves, this is a, uh, a losing idea and we should pull out while we can because we're just bleeding money. Uh, it means for every car that they sold right now, the company's losing an average of $544,301. How do you, how is that sustainable? That you're losing over half a million dollars per car right now. And you're anticipating, you have goals that we're setting these, these uh, particular goals that we'd have to hit these numbers to be profitable. So, it, what if you don't hit the numbers? How long can you continue to go losing over half a million dollars per vehicle 
before you just close up shop and you're just another uh, flash in time of an auto uh, of an auto company that came in and went right back out. It's just not a good business model. There's always startup costs to any business, and you know, the first year you just uh, a lot of time you're unknown, and and I think most people are happy as long as you are able to maintain and break even, but you still you still see growth uh, in what you're doing, and then you can set some realistic goals. We're just going to use real basic numbers here. If I made $100,000 this year, I'm going to set a goal of getting out there, maybe hiring some additional people, um, uh, get somebody on the street, those guys outside with the signs, doing a little song and dance, trying to drive business in here, whatever it is. Um, and the goal for next year would be 30% more. Maybe we can make 30, 30, 130000 instead of 100000 yeah, I mean, that would be a realistic goal to achieve. And then you just continue to move. And some people do a lot better than that. Some people don't do so well. But I've never heard of an industry or a business where you can consistently lose over half a million dollars and somehow keep your doors open. Unless maybe you have a backhand deal with the government and you're getting subsidies. So it's not really important that you're making a profit on each vehicle right now because you can kind of get... Uh, you can balance out your books with handouts from Uncle Sam. And it's possible that's happening. I can't, It's just my, my guess. But uh, as of right now, it's not saying that that's what's happening. Uh, they, the company, uh, despite this loss, says that uh, they are on track to achieve, achieving their 2023 production target of more than 10,000 vehicles. Uh, but they do recognize they have work to do to grow their customer base during their second quarter. Uh, they said that we have achieved several major milestones, including signing agreements to enter into long-term strategic partnerships with Austin Martin. So, I mean, we'll see, but losing half a million dollars a car, I just don't think that the demand is there for EVs. I don't see it. Um, according to that release that they gave out, the company now, the company now has $6.25 billion, which it'll use to keep the company afloat until 2025. Well, it's great. Uh, I'd rather pull out, take whatever, a little bit of a hit on that money I'm going to take out and walk away with a little cash. Uh, but that's me. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's not them. I, again, I just don't see the demand for it. I, I, there's a, I don't see the demand in general are already expensive. So I don't see the demand for them with your average blue collar American working class person that's making ends meet. Uh, there's no demand there. Most people we are familiar with, we have cars, automobiles have been around, gas powered ones have been around for over a hundred years. They have been reliable from the past to now. Uh, there's nostalgia in a lot of the older models. People love the older models, the newer models, people like all the new gadgets in them. There's just not a demand for the EVs, and not to mention the technology is not there. I don't see how this get, they get to where they need to get to. If you're wondering what the cost of one of these uh, luxury EVs is, uh, they start as low as $79,000, at least from the research that I've done online. They can go up to as high as right around $190,000, give or take. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of money for a car in general. But then when you add in the challenges of the technology, it makes it a little worse. It's not like buying a $190,000 vehicle and it's not that unheard of to find a gas powered vehicle that price. I mean, has anybody seen what it costs? If you want to get a fully done up dually truck nowadays, you're at a hundred grand. So it's not like it's 
far off, but for a hundred grand, at least, you know, with the truck that you're getting, you fill up the gas tank, you're going to get 500 miles out of it. And then if you start getting low, you can pull over pretty much anywhere at any gas station that's in route, fill up and get whatever else out of it. These EVs, your charging stations are, and then you have all the different levels of a charging station. I mean, what a nightmare to spend that kind of money and have all of these additional challenges just to drive your vehicle. It just, I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. I, I'm the kind of person, I don't try to make my life harder. I always try to make my life easier. To me, that sounds like I'm trying to make my life much harder than it actually is. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I did find it interesting that they're losing that kind of money and somehow, some way, they think that uh, that's a s- sustainable business model. We'll see. Uh, speaking of stupid people and sustainable business models, uh, Disney just came out. The Walt Disney Company continues to hemorrhage money on the streaming services, losing hundreds of millions of dollars in the most recent quarter it, <clears throat> Quarter, as it plans to pass some of the pain on to consumers once again by jacking up prices on Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus. Disney reported its streaming business lost $512 million for the fiscal third quarter. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, marketing and improvement from the same period last year when it lost more than a billion dollars. The CEO, the new CEO, old and new CEO, Bob Iger, is doing the best that he can uh, to rein in some of the company's spending habits in the face of plunging profitability and laying off a unprecedented 700 or 7,000 uh, workers worldwide. For the pr- past three fiscal quarters, Disney Streaming has lost. Um, a stunning $2.22 billion. Disney fans are about to help absorb uh, some of that cost because they're going to raise up your uh, streaming sub- sub- subscriptions. Just, just Stutter and Stanley. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I guess my brain, brain and mouth weren't working too uh, well together there. Um, they're going to raise Disney's uh, streaming service from $10.99 to $13.99. Hulu's going to go up uh, from $14.99 to $17.99, and ESPN Plus is going to go from $9.99 to $10.99. These increases are set to take effect in October. So if you are on any of those streaming services, you are going to have an increase of, on average, about 30%. So congratulations, you're going to pay a company that pretty much hates you and is working actively against you and doesn't hold any of your values at heart, and now they're going to just charge you more to continue to spew their poison at you. Exciting. Uh, Disney, I there ha, there again, there's got to come a point where you look at your business model, you're losing, losing, losing. They're losing billions upon billions of dollars right now, but yet they continue down this same reckless path. And it's almost as if, what I said, it was probably last week, I think we did, did something on them. Um, it's almost as if they're doing it intentional. It's on purpose. Like they want to crash the company and rebuild from there or change your messaging from there or absorb different customers. I'm, I'm not sure what the main idea is. I don't know what the big plot here is, but definitely, again, from a business perspective, does not make a whole lot of sense. What they're doing doesn't make any sense at all, but that's what they're doing and that's what they're going to continue doing because obviously no matter how much money they lose, uh, they have no intention on stopping what they are actually doing. So, All right, moving right along here. 
We'll just keep talking about money. Money, money, money by the pound. Uh, we are getting, you know, the Ukraine situation, although talked about in some circles still, it's gotten a lot more quiet. You know, the news is moved on. We're in heavily going into election season. So now we're doing more political attacks, uh, you know, mainstream media. And Ukraine is not as hot of a topic as it was. Um, but the U.S. to Ukraine has a cost. And the cost of the money we are spending, it is our cost, yours and mine. Because ultimately it's our tax dollars. The government's not making any money. It's coming from us. The uh, formal packages alone amount to a staggering $113 billion for the for the help that they have sent them. That's all-inclusive. That's cash. That's materials. That's everything. Um, which works out to be about $900 per American household. So whether you agree or disagree with what's happening in Ukraine, you're paying for it one way or the other. Now, this administration is good at spending money and they're good at wasting money. And obviously, uh, the relationship that the federal government has right now with Ukraine, they're good at uh, washing money and laundering money through there because that's all this really is working out to be is some type of a money laundering situation. I can't see how they could need any more help. This is a forever war that we are dumping uh, billions upon billions of dollars into that we're not even part of. That I don't even know why we even have a hand in this anymore. Uh, whatever the initial help was is fine. We helped out a little bit. There it is. Uh, and now it's been ridiculous for the past over a year. Um, but while we're dumping all this money into Ukraine in a far off distant land that nobody has been to, that nobody goes to, the only thing that you see about it really are these uh, airheaded celebrities that go over there and think that they're doing something so great by meeting with Zelensky like uh, this is a great moment in their life or something. Our problems here at home are still a problem. We're dumping that kind of money into Ukraine, but Joe Biden's administration has only put about $800 million into border security. That's it. So we've spent $112 billion on a war that we have no part of, that's not affecting us directly, that we will never even see, but we can only spend $800 million on serious immigration problems and illegal alien problems that we're having here in the United States. We can't shut the border down. We can't dump, dump any more money into it. You kind of see where this administration's at. <clears throat> so whether you are a Republican or Democrat or an independent or whatever you are, if you can't open your eyes up enough to see that and realize that the government is full of crap and they don't care about this country, uh, you have your own set of problems. I'm not too happy that $900 is coming out of my household to pay for a war that I disagree with. I don't even think it's a war. I think it just needs to be, the whole thing needs to be shut down. Be honest with you, we should take all of our equipment back and say, we're pulling out, give us everything back. Thank you. It was nice, it was nice doing business with you. We're going to take all this. Good luck. You know, sorry if things don't go well for you. Have a nice life. Yeah, I mean, what more can you do at this point? Are we going to continue to spend hundreds of billions of dollars? Ten years down the road, it's going to be trillions of dollars? I mean, how long is this supposed to go on? It's, re it's ridiculous. You know, with all the nonsense that you I got to listen to, with all the crap you guys want to talk about Donald Trump, and by you guys, I mean the left, yeah, with all the nonsense in the news media and everything about him, one thing that he didn't do was get us into any stupid wars like this. As a matter of fact, he was scaling down and pulling back and getting ready to exit out of Iraq, I mean out of uh, Afghanistan, and stop all the wars. 
So for all the stuff that you heard on on media, that this guy's going to cause a World War III, and oh my God, the way he talks, the only president in modern history that did not get us into an additional war, he actually, we had peace around the world through strength, and he was pulling out of everything else, bringing everybody home to get out of these forever wars that just consistently bleed our tax dollars. They just, we, we just lose money on them. It's, uh, there's no win here for us. We just, money keeps going out the door, getting filtered, moving here, moving there, and somehow ended up back in uh, Hunter Biden's bank account. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's just beyond stupid. It's, uh, yeah, we're in such a bad spot in the United States. We're being run by a bunch of uh, morons. Yeah, I was going to say a much stronger word, but I'd hate to offend people that are uh, disabled because it's they're, it's not their fault. And actually, these people are more stupid and don't even deserve that title because those people, it's an unfortunate situation. All right, the Bureau of Labor Statistics released new data on Thursday. It shows that the price of food went up an additional 4.9% in July. You can call it Bidenomics. You can call it Biden inflation. One way or the other, neither one is good. <laughs> whether, whether he wants to run around and tout and uh, beat his chest and act like Bidenomics is doing so great, well, Bidenomics just cost you an additional just about 5% in food costs. And it doesn't seem like much. You're like, oh, well, you're paying a dollar, now you're paying a dollar five. Well, you know what? When you add that 5% on every item that you're buying in the grocery store, when it comes time to pay, yeah, it, it, you feel it. It's just more money being squeezed out of your pocket. And I'm sure in today's times, because we're getting back to that same model that was around when Obama was here, where people are not willing to give the raises and they're putting freezes on giving you raises. Your money's not rising, but the cost of everything is. So you are making less and less money. No matter what you make, you may think you make a good salary, but your salary is being chiseled into and things are getting a little bit tighter and a little bit tighter and it hasn't slowed down since this moron got into the White House. Now he's walking around beating his chest like King Kong, acting like he's got some type of great plan that's going to bring America back to what it was in the Trump era. The only thing that's going to bring America back to what it was in the Trump era is Trump himself. There's there's nothing else that is going to bring it back because their plans don't work. And the reason that his plans don't work is because you would have to stop spending money for all this to start cooling off and leveling out. But Biden is not stopping spending money. He wants to continue to spend. He's got a real problem with that. Him and his him and his administration got a real problem with that. And there are plenty of Republicans that have problems with that as well because they're all about spending the money as well. Okay. And none of this is going to cool off and none of this is going to get any better until the, the government is behaving responsibly. And the only way that that happens is if people like us stand up to them and, and put them in check and let them make them, excuse me, force them to behave correctly. You know, and the way you do that is by voting for the right person that's going to do it. Because if you're hoping somebody like cocaine, Mitch is all of a sudden going to have this, come to Jesus moment where he goes, oh yes, I've been wrong. I've been doing everything wrong. We're going to do a 180 and do it completely opposite. I can tell you, you are, uh, not that God can't do it because he certainly can, but you are betting on a long shot there. These guys are part of the swamp and they like the situation that they are currently in. They like the way things are running now. It's very pleasing to them. They're happy. They're content with everything. Their pockets are getting lined. They go home every day and life is good. They're just sitting at home laughing at us 
because we are not holding them accountable. Yeah, it's the only way this gets any better. Uh, Biden is trying to convince Americans right now that his, his Bidenomics plan is working. And uh, Biden and the Democrats blew up the U.S. economy by spending us into oblivion. Inflation rose by historic levels. We were at 40-year highs for how long? Interest rates are now exploding because the only way to rein in inflation is to continue to raise interest rates. So the Fed has been steadily raising them. Well, I mean, we took a, a brief pause there for a couple of months, but we, we just added another quarterback on. It's, they're trying to hold on to get through this election. Uh, that's all that's happening right now. They're doing the best that they can to just try to keep the status quo until they get through the election. And then it'll continue to deteriorate if Biden was to be reelected. Cause right now it's a dance. The only way that you fix the economy is yes, you do have to raise interest rates up. That's going to force people to stop spending. It's also going to destroy the housing market. The housing market is going to burst. It's, it's just, that's just the way this works. Uh, auto industry, they're going to start losing money because you can't buy a car anymore. I'm not, I mean, first of all, cars are, the, the cost of a new car is ridiculous anyways. But then when you go in there and in Trump's era, you're paying 3% interest on it. Then, you know, mainly it's the cost of the car. So your payment's not too bad. Well, if you're going in there, going in now and the best you're getting is a seven or a 8% uh, interest on the car. You, you can't afford what you could afford before. So it gets to a point where cars just start sitting. These these big money vehicles aren't going to be moving the way they were before. I mean, this is the only way where they're trying to toe the line here. They're trying to do a, a, a walking right on the fence, right on the line to make sure that they could just keep it, just, just get it to hang on through November of next year. They don't have a whole lot of time left. We're already in August. I got you know it's a little over a year. You got to just keep things hanging on just enough to get through the election. And if they can do that, which are trying real hard to do that, it helps him go around saying his Bidenomics are working. Look, things aren't getting worse, people. Things are all right. You know, it's it's leveled off. We're getting better. It's going to get a whole lot better. You reelect me and I promise you everything is going to be, you know, raindrops and lollipops. <laughs> uh I hope everybody sees that and you're, you're just not being fooled by what they're, what they're trying to sell you there. Cause that's all that that is. Uh, we'll see if it works out for them. Uh, I don't see that we could take much more uh, we're getting to a point where it's, there's not much room left to give. So it's either going to crash or it's not, you're either going to blow up the housing market and stand. People are just going to go, Hey man, we no, we're not going to spend. We can't spend. I know I don't. I mean, me and my personal life, we don't, there's not much we can do. You know, everybody's on a certain income and we don't do the going out to eat dinner thing. We don't, I don't do the picking up food thing. Uh, everything we make at the house because as expensive as that is, it's a whole lot more expensive for me to eat out. You know, even, even something as stupid as running through McDonald's for the kids, even something that foolish, which back in the day was, oh, go over there, spend 20 bucks, bring home three meals. There it is. You guys uh, go have, have a blast. You know, me and mom will just make some leftovers or whatever. We just didn't feel like doing it today. Everybody's whipped and it was a rough day and we're just not cooking. No, there ain't no such thing as $20 at McDonald's anymore. Unless maybe you're buying, I don't know, something off the $2 menu. I don't even know if they have the dollar menu anymore. Um, so for me, things got to get a whole lot better for me to entertain the idea of, okay, now we can go out to have a nice family dinner because you're forgetting I'm feeding six people. 
So six people. Yeah. If I walk out of there for under a hundred dollars, believe me, I'm stunned. And in these days and times, if I walk out of there for under $200, I would be like, oh, that wasn't too bad. And it's sad that I've been conditioned to think that way. So we we just don't do it. Um, I don't see him getting to that point. To me, things aren't good right now. Uh, I think people are creatures of habit and they get used to things. You're used to what you're seeing. You're used to the way you're living and living in a particular way for a few years. It just becomes part of your daily. You don't think much of it. But at the end of the day, it's not good. It was much better, you know. Uh, think, think back to yourself. Take a moment. And think, hey, how much, how much money were you making in the Trump years? Is it about the same? Yeah. How much better was your life during those years? How, how much better was it to pull up to the gas station and fill your car up that has twenty-two gallons of gas and you fill it up for fifty, fifty-two dollars, as opposed to right now you're closer to a hundred dollars. I mean, just that alone, and you're doing that what once a week. It's an extra $40 a week. You could be putting that $160 into something else. And it's just gasoline alone. So try to remember back to the good times because they're going to be they're gonna be working hard on selling you that things aren't that bad and they're going to get a whole lot better. All you got to do is reelect the dummy that's in there now and things are going to be great. <laughs> we'll see. All right, that's all I got for you on this Monday. Uh, if you'd like to... Uh, 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 rate and review me. Yeah, we're, yeah. Five star and a uh, <laughs> and a nice little love note uh, would be good. It's always good help. Like to reach out to me, hit me on one of my social media apps. Uh, I promise you, as soon as the website is going to launch, I will uh, let you know. I'll give you a heads up uh, at least a few days ahead when I know it's going to go live. Uh, still steadily working on it, so it's not like it's going anywhere. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Monday, and we will do it again tomorrow.